0: I'm grateful. You grateful? Yeah. I said I'm grateful. You grateful? Yeah. Praise the Lord. We uh, on on Wednesday nights anyway have been you know for the most part working through a series and uh, talking about uh, you know just living a stress-free life. Praise God. How many know that's a good idea? Yeah. Let's try that again. How many know that's a good idea? Yeah. To live stress-free. God don't want nobody stressing out. Come on now. So we need to live stress-free, and so. What we've been doing is talking, you know, different, uh, uh, just coming at it from the word and different areas of just living stress-free and what that means. And so, uh, with our uh, maybe we'll go to our key verse, um, which is in Second Timothy. Put that up on the board, if you will, please. And uh, chapter three, verse one. I won't read the whole text. We'll just kind of give you the key verse here, and it will kind of move on. It says, but now, but know this. Look at your neighbor. And say, you gotta know this. And in the last days, and we're in those days, says perilous times will come, those troubled, difficult times, but it it means times of stress, stressful days, stressful times will come. And so we've been, uh, you know, talking about that, and that whole text there deals with the fact that uh, really in all contexts, or in context, it brings out that, you know, being a lover of self rather than a lover of God is really what creates that stressful time. Now... Uh, you know, we'd like to think that we're never more in love with ourselves than we are with God. But really, what it means really just comes down to this. Sometimes we put ourselves first place. Right. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. And in all kinds of areas, and sometimes we don't even realize when we're doing it. And uh, we're just kind of, you know, living life, moving along. Don't even realize that you've kind of put God on the back burner. Come on now. And anytime you do that, if God ain't up front with your life, I guarantee you're probably going to end up living stress. Full of stress, come on somebody, because he's the one that will help remove the stress, praise God, amen. And so every week we've been kind of coming at a different angle with this thing, and so tonight we're going to do the same thing, we're going to go to Ephesians 5 is where we're going to start, Ephesians 5 please, Ephesians 5, and uh, guess I'm, uh, tonight I'm going to talk about time management, oh doesn't that sound like fun? <laughs> time management, oh some of you are already ready to run, ready to run out the door, I saw that. Time management. My goodness. Well, you know when you, when you, you know, if you're not disciplined with your time, you know, uh, you know things get get a little bit out of hand. And uh, I'm just going to throw this out. Maybe it's maybe I've you know throw it out right now. But if if we can't stay disciplined with our time, it's hard to stay disciplined with His timings. Okay. So it's just the facts, and uh, you know. uh, it just the way it is, you know. So, we're going to talk some about this and got a few things. I'll probably take it down a certain road, and, and uh, there's probably a lot of ways we could go with this, but we'll just at least open it up with this. And Ephesians 5 says, Therefore, he says, Awake, you who sleep. Now, uh, you know, keep this in mind. He's talking to the church. I say he's talking to the church. Okay, so uh, he says, You know, awake, and it literally, you know, it means to. Uh, to lift up, raise up, or to be uh, roused uh, uh, literally means to be roused from inactivity. Okay, so awake, you who sleep. And that word sleep there means a carnal lack of interest or concern to spiritual things. So he's talking about casualness. Okay, so you, come on, come out of that, because if you get casual, uh, you know, just keep this in mind. Maybe just some little cliches. Maybe it's just years ago it, it was something that was said, and I just kind of jumped on it. But uh, you know, casual Christians become casualties, and uh, and that's a fact. Um, you know, you get casual with your walk, and it, you know, the enemy just gradually slides in there, and pretty soon you're lulled to sleep and don't even know it. You know, and so it says, "Awake, you who sleep; arise from the dead." <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that word dead there means the actual spiritual condition of an unsaved man. So, talking to the church, so I don't, and I'm hoping nobody in here is guilty of that. Look at your neighbor, say, just in case, awake. All right, all right. So, you got to get awake, stay awake. Amen, arise. And the word says if you do that, see, if you're not all casual with your walk, then see what happens. And then Christ is, then He can come in there and give you light. Now, He's always trying to give you light. But the thing is, if you're not looking for it, if you're not preparing yourself for that, then what happens is, you know, he's trying to reveal things, show things. Uh, He's trying to illuminate. That word light there means to illuminate, all right? Trying to open the eyes of your understanding. Come on, somebody. Trying to walk you through life, trying to help you with things. But if we're not, you know, if we're living casual and we, you know, somehow been lulled to sleep by uh, by whatever, you know, inactivity or uh, just the fact that, you know, we got busy with life and, and pretty soon, you know, it's, uh, we're not thinking about uh, moving forward anymore in God. We're, we're more about, you know, just making sure the kids get, get to school on time or just making sure, you know, the, uh, you know, the job gets done or just making sure that, uh, you, know, that you know, all that stuff that, that you feel responsible for or accountable for, all those things that, that go on in your life, pretty soon it just takes, it takes the front seat. And all the stuff of God, that walking God, uh, starts taking a back seat. And it's just real subtle. I don't think really anybody gets up and just says, you know what, today I'm just going to be carnal. <laughs> you know, today I think I'm just going to fall asleep spiritually and, you know, whatever happens, happens. I don't think really anybody thinks that way. Uh, you know, maybe after a while being in it, maybe you might, but I, I think most people probably don't think that way. And I would like to think at least the folks of this house don't think that way. Uh, I'd like to think that, right? Come on. Uh, I'd like to think that, amen? Uh, yeah, I've just had a moment there of insecurity, amen. So anyway, uh, anyway, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and what'll happen? Christ will give you light. Now that, that's going to kind of come up here in a minute, In a minute, but uh, he goes on to say, see then that you walk circumspectly, in other words, uh, really with with. With awareness, ready awareness is what that means, okay? Walk with some awareness here, not as a fool, but as wise, amen. So obviously, you know, we could, uh, you know, we could give in to foolishness. I say we could give in to foolishness. Look at your neighbor and say, stay wise. Stay wise. All right, stay wise, amen. So uh, let's go to verse uh, verse 16 here, because here, here's kind of a key verse. It says, redeeming the time because the days are evil redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, let's read verse 17, and we'll kind of come back here. Uh, Therefore, do not be unwise. He repeats himself. Don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, when somebody says, well, you know, who's ever going to know the will of God? Well, the Bible says you can know the will of God. But if you lull yourself to sleep and you get casual in your walk, there's a good chance you're probably going to walk you know, walk most of your days without knowing the will of God. Now, it's not even talking about so much about the overall maybe plan of God, you know, someday I get to go to heaven, hallelujah, but he's talking about really just everyday living, everyday walking, uh, living a life, praise God, walking in the will of God from day to day, taking the steps. The word says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Now, that word doesn't doesn't mean that every step you take has been ordered. What it means is that word order means literally as a military command. Something's been declared, something's been said, go this way, go that way, turn right, turn left, amen. And, if, and then a righteous man, if he's, if, he's, if he's worth his salt, praise God, going to be listening, amen. amen. And so when God says turn right, you're, well, bless the Lord, that's where I'm going, amen. You turn to the right, praise the Lord. And so we just have to understand God is trying to walk you in life, help you, why? Because he don't want you stressed out either. Because you ain't fun to be around when you're stressed out. I mean, there's no doubt some people might be able to disguise it more than others. But, I mean, really, when it just comes down to it, ain't nobody fun when they're stressed out. I know I ain't. Come on now. My family will remind me, you're stressing out, dude. You You better go find out who you are in Christ or something, man. Amen. So, amen. So I don't think anybody really is any fun to be around when they're stressed out. And so he's talking in the context, you know, if you if you if you don't if you don't get casual in your walk, and you can stay locked in, walk as a wise man in the in the Lord, and, and you're walking in the will of God and, and from day to day, and you're not gonna be you're not gonna be uh, you know in trouble and and wasting time and and having to redo things over, or having to spend all your days having to repent for everything you did yesterday. All right. I mean, some people's prayer life consists of repentance. Now, if you need to repent, repent, amen, and then move on, right? I mean, we're not against repentance, amen, uh, but, you know, it shouldn't be that every day you go to God, you got to constantly repent for what you did yesterday. Right. Come on now. And I understand, you know, we're all different places in our walk, and, and we're all growing and developing, and, and, you know, when I was early on, I seemed like... Pretty much daily, I, I needed to repent for something. <laughs> it's obvious, you know. But as I got a little older in the Lord, it got a little less and less of that, praise the Lord. I wasn't quite, you know, messing up as much as I used to, praise the Lord. And my mess-up moments were getting fewer and farther between, praise the Lord. And uh, so, you know, I, you know, depending on where we're at in our walk. But we need to at least understand that if we're, if we're not being lulled to sleep, but we're staying locked in, Praise God, guess what? Praise God, you can walk as somebody with wisdom, amen, walking in the will of God, praise God, and not, uh, you know, not being caught up in in the worldly uh, whatever. I'll just leave it at that. Instead, you're walking day to day, praise God, in the blessing of God. Why? Because you're walking in the will of the Lord, praise the Lord. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. Okay, enough said on that, but uh, let's back up to like... uh, uh, probably verse maybe 15 real quick. Let's see here. Um, well, I think I kind of already... The word circumspectly again means uh, awareness, needful awareness. Uh, it, even, it, even use, uh, it even uses the words like exactly, speaking of like precision. Um, even uses the word diligently or perfectly or rightly. Uh, that's what that word... So there's, he's saying there's a way that you can walk this and, of course, earlier in the text, in Ephesians here, he's talking about, you know, you're children of the light. You're called to it. This is how you're called to walk. This is how you're called to do it. Come on now. Uh, you know, you're of God. You're in God. Praise God. He's in you. Praise God. You're children of the, of the Most High. And he calls you children of light. Amen. So we should be walking in the light. Amen? Amen. Okay, so verse 16. Now, there's, here's a key verse, all right, for today. Verse 16 Thank you very much. <clears throat> Here we go. Redeeming the time. Why? Because the days are what evil. Now the word redeeming means uh, you know to to buy back. Um, let's give you some some more definition on it. To to buy back. Uh, to to uh, to rescue from loss. That word also means. It means. I love this. It means also to improve opportunity. I thought that was pretty cool. To improve opportunity. So it kind of makes some sense because. When you're, when, you're, when you're reading like some of the other translations, let's say Amplified, for instance, uh, I don't know if I gave you that or not back there, but it, mean, it says this, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Um, so uh, to rescue from loss, to improve opportunity, amen, to buy back, amen. And that's, so there's a redeeming that happens. Um, instead of losing time, you're redeeming time. Instead of wasting time, you're redeeming time. You're buying back those moments. Uh, you know, God isn't, God isn't moved by time. How many know that? We are. We don't have to be, but we are. Come on, somebody. And I'll kind of leave that alone. But, uh, but God isn't moved by time. And so when you begin to lean on God, you'd be amazed how God will just kind of get in there and give you back time if you need it. Amen. And so that's why one of the reasons why it's so important to be locked in and not get so uh, casual as you walk, but stay locked on, amen, stay connected with God, commune with the Father, praise God, uh, let God breathe into you every day, amen, making the very most, this is amplified now, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil, Let's look at that word evil. The word evil means evil in effect or influence, because that's the way the days are. Come on, somebody. I mean, uh, you know, the word says to be transformed, right, to, to not be conformed, but to be transformed. Now, transformation, you know, with the Word of God, it take, it's a process. It takes some diligence. It takes you to stay in it, and the more you're in that word, the more you're transformed you decide not to be a part of the word, you don't meditate in the word, you don't spend any time in the word, well that word conformity just happens. You conform, are you hearing me? It just happens. You don't have to do anything and you just conform. Amen. Well, it's it's kind of, you know, kind of similar here when you start talking about this word evil, he's he's referring to the fact that it's it's evil in effect or evil in influence. OK, so in other words, if you if you're not making the most of your time, if you're not if you're not leaning on God concerning your time. If you're not being diligent with your time, if you're not if you're not spending the you know, you're not being uh, disciplined with your time. Then what happens is the enemy just he'll take over your time. He'll just he'll just start dictating. If you don't want to take control of your time, the enemy will take control of it. Why? Because it's it, he's evil. The world is just in itself is really evil. In, in influence, it's evil. What do you say? Evil in effect or in influence. It's also that word evil also means demonic. It means corrupted, corrupted or deteriorated from original state. Okay? It means chaotic. I thought that's a key word. Chaos. Okay? Uh, the word chaos in itself uh, means disorder, disarray. Uh, havoc, commotion, confusion, disorganization, mess, clutter, yuck. Come on, somebody. And you say, well, what's this have to do with, listen, all you have to do is just, just, you know, let the enemy take control of your time, and I guarantee you all the yuck rolls in. Come on, somebody. And pretty soon, it ain't long, and a life filled with stress will take over, because that's what it does. Cause there ain't nothing about the world uh, that that doesn't have stress wrapped into it. All right. Well, we've been finding that out over the last, uh, yeah, actually, the last couple months here. All right. So, amen. Making the most uh, of uh, of your time, buying up each opportunity. Praise God. Let's see here. The uh, let's see. Did I have another? I thought I had another translation here. The New American Standard, I don't know if, I, if you had that one. You don't have that one? Okay. Uh, the New American Standard says this, that making the very most of your time uh, because the days are evil. So he just says making the very most of your time. I mean, he just puts the word your time in there, I guess. So, uh, so anyway, so uh, look at your neighbor and say, make the most of your time. Okay. So that's going to be our key uh, thing today. All right. So if we don't make the most of our time, the devil will. And he'll just take every opportunity he can. And uh, so, anyway, I'm just going to start throwing a few statements at you here. Here you go. Um, uh, it's been said that time is wasted the same way every day. That's the truth. We get in habits. We're in habits. And sometimes we, you might be amazed at how much uh, time just gets wasted, you know, half hour here, an hour here. 15 minutes here. Come on, somebody. And just little things. Now, you got to remember, God's trying to redeem your time. And in the meantime, if we're not giving Him any place, then we're just losing time. And anytime you start losing time, then that's where the opportunities now for tension and stress to roll in because now you're under the gun about certain things. Are you still with me? I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But anyway, uh, Benjamin Franklin said this. He says, one day is worth two tomorrows. Never leave that till tomorrow, which you can do today. So I thought, you know, what we should do here, um, you know, when you're talking about time management and stuff, you really can't talk about time management without somewhere along the line bringing up this ugly word called procrastination. It just, you know, just have to bring it up. You know, there's all kinds of things that get in the way that could be time wasters. You know, there's distractions, impatience, laziness. There's, you know, a lot of things you can talk about, but but boy, procrastination kind of takes the cake because I think we've all experienced that at a time or two. One person calls uh, procrastination the devil's advocate. And uh, when you start understanding how it operates and, and really the the thought process behind, now I said that on purpose, the thought process behind procrastination, it is demonic. And so, uh, anyway, so why is that? Well, uh, the word procrastinate means the practice, the act, or habit of putting off impending tasks until a later time. It means to put forward until tomorrow. It means to postpone to the last minute. And it uses words like uh, to delay needlessly, and even words like negligence is thrown in there. Um, so, procrastination. Now, uh, don't run out on me, and don't shut me off, because it's, it's worthy of listening to, because if, if, we're, if we're walking in procrastination, uh, the reason that kind of becomes uh, the devil's advocate is because procrastination leads to disorder, time strains, tension, and pretty soon you're too rushed to give heed, because you're, you're now you're behind. So now you're not giving heed to some things, because you're, you're you know you're you're under the gun. And then what happens? You, when that starts happening, now you're missing the voice of God, because it happens. You get too rushed, and pretty soon God's trying to talk to you about something, but you're too you're too big of a rush now because you postpone something or you push something too far back. And now we're missing the voice of God in some things. Come on now. And then what happens is missed opportunities, and all you've done now is you've created an opportunity for the enemy. Now, this is why procrastination is pretty key. Uh, to, you know, that way we, we, we need to understand uh, we don't want this, all right? So let's, let's look at a couple verses here. Um, I want to, you know, when you start thinking about procrastination, you know, it means to put off till tomorrow. So let's let's maybe talk about tomorrow for a minute, okay, and what the Scripture has to say about it. So James 4, put that on the board. James 4 and 14 says this, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. Now, we we all have an idea. Come on. We're all assuming, you know, we're going to get up. such a time. We go in the shower. We take a shower. We clean off. We go in the, brush our teeth at a certain time because, you know, we're creatures of habit. I mean, you know, probably most of you could brush your teeth not even think about it. Right? Take a shower, not even think about it. Come on, right? Every Routine, you know, certain thing with the bar of soap and with the shampoo. Some people do the hair first, some people don't. I'm not going to explain it or even show that. But I just, the, the bottom line is, it's, everybody, we're just creatures of habit. You get out, you dry off a certain way, go there and pull this on, pull that on, brush your teeth. Right? We're just creatures of habit. And we you know we walk out and we just we just assume okay I'm on my way to work. Nobody thinks about anything. You're thinking I'm going to work. You go down the same old road. Start, you know, you don't you nobody really knows what's gonna happen tomorrow. Now we all hopefully are putting our faith out there and making declarations of faith concerning our days ahead. Come on, somebody. And standing by faith concerning, you know, no evil shall befall us. No plague come nigh us. Thank you, Lord, for the angels of God encamped around about us. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus. Over my house, you might be making your declarations of faith, and that's all wonderful. But when it really comes down to it, we don't know what's all going to happen tomorrow. So when you're putting off everything for tomorrow that could be done today, all you're doing now is just overloading tomorrow. And that's kind of what Benjamin Franklin was getting at. You know, you're just going to mess up the next day or two because you just decided you didn't want to do what you should have done today. Come on, somebody. So you don't really know it's going to happen. Well, all of a sudden, you know, something happened. There's an accident, and here's, you know, and you're held in traffic, or there's, you know, whatever. Just the other day, I was somewhere in a whole truckload of uh, hay bales all dumped over in the road. Well, oh, I'm going to be late. Nobody knew. Did you know that truck was going to dump? <laughs> no. You didn't know that truck was going dump. Now, maybe maybe if we were real sensitive to God in the morning, <laughs> the Spirit of God says, today, don't go down that road. Go to the other road. Yes. Amen. And what did he just do? Just saved you a little stress moment. Because, yeah. you know, you're on your way to work, or you're on your way to school, or you're on your way, man. And, whew, I'm just kind of, you know, because... I don't like to leave too early. <laughs> you know, I'd rather I'd rather drive a little faster and get there and well, yeah, now, I, not me. <laughs> Trudy's horrible at it. <laughs> she wasn't here today, so I can woo. She's over with the youth today, so yeah, I can pick on her today. Hey man, that Trudy, she woo! Man, does she drive fast? Now, you know how it is, right? We get going along, and it's all it takes is one thing, and that throws that part of your day off. Then you got mad that you did something dumb, and then the police said, what are you doing? <laughs> Pull over, son. We're going to have to have a talk. Well, oh, then don't you know I've got, I got deadlines. I don't care you got deadlines, son. That ain't how it works. And, man, it's only 830 only in the morning. <laughs> See, you don't know what to do. Now I'm not praying and believing you're all going to get pulled over tomorrow. The point is, all it takes is one little thing. Come on, and then your day's thrown in a whirl. That's the point, right? For what is life? This is, this is Scripture. This is James talking, half brother of Jesus. What what is life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Life's a precious thing. So I know that's pretty serious. That's kind of on the end of the scale out there. Come on, life's precious. You know, so some things happen. That you, you know, you got up one day and something happened and, and life as you know it was different. Yeah. Now, that's the intense. We don't pray for those moments. Hallelujah. But the point is is sometimes those things can happen. So the point is, is don't throw everything off for tomorrow. Okay, that went over like a lead balloon. <laughs> Give me another one. I think I had one in Proverbs. We might should throw that one in there. Do not boast about Tomorrow. For you do not know what a day may bring forth. You, you don't know. You're, 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 you know. you're believing, hoping it's going to be something great and happen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, and uh, but, but nobody really knows because, you know, when it really comes down to it, the only one that really knows is the Lord. And unless he's letting you in on the loop on what's going on, if, if you're sensitive enough, I believe he will. But the point being is this. Stuff happens. Stuff goes on. So don't overload your tomorrow because all you did now was you overloaded the next day and now the opportunities for stress and tension and everything else start arising and little by little pretty soon everything's being pushed back, pushed back, pushed back and all it is is opportunities for the enemy now. Now we don't, we don't boast about tomorrow but we also don't worry about tomorrow. Put that one up, that's, that's out of Matthew 6. Go ahead and put that on the board. You don't worry about tomorrow either. Come on now. And so I didn't want to tell you all this, so you all go, oh, what's going to happen tomorrow? No, we don't worry about it either. But I, even this verse, it kind of fits in here, because do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Uh, I think I might have gave you, like, the message translation on that one, didn't I? Yeah, that a good, that's a good one. Uh, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Uh, see, this fits. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. Amen. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Right? Come on. But the point being is this. He didn't say procrastinate and push it all off till tomorrow. He's saying, listen, if you've got a hard thing going on today, well, that means that God's going to be there to help you with that thing today. Face it, deal with it, amen? That's why, you know, give your entire attention to what God's doing right now. What's God doing, amen? So if there's something on your plate right now, just deal with it. Well, I don't like it. I want to avoid it. Well, it's just going to be probably worse tomorrow. I mean, there's some things that you don't want to push off to tomorrow. Now, there's some things the Spirit of God might say, leave it alone, it'll go away. Then hallelujah, that we like them moments. Come on, right? But there are some times, you know, it's, it's there. Let's deal with it. Let's, let's, let's take, it, uh, take, uh, take authority and deal with that stuff, amen, and not push everything off till tomorrow. Amen. amen. Are we still doing okay? Yes. Oh, hallelujah. So I was thinking, you know, this, you know, um, you know don't unload today onto tomorrow um, because just all that happens is tomorrow gets overloaded. But the balance of this, as we see in this verse, that stressing out about tomorrow is also bad time management. Just thought I'd better say that because just worrying, sitting there and stewing and worrying about everything about tomorrow ain't going to be good either, and you probably just wasted another hour of your time. Is, is your time worth something to you? Yes. It is to me. I mean, you know, you know, you, you know, you got enough things on your plate and pretty soon, you know, you, you know, every, you know, every, every minute kind of counts. And one brother said it this way. He says, you know, if you take care of the minutes, the hours take care of themselves. So there's, there's just something to be to that, and so uh, aren't you glad you came out on a Wednesday night to learn about time management? Yeah. All right, praise the Lord. Let's, uh, uh, here's another statement for you. Procrastinate now and panic later. <laughs> I, saw, I think I saw uh, some, uh, uh, something. I don't know where it was at. It could have been Hobby Lobby or something. I, think, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some people, that's the way they live life, right? Procrastinate now and panic later. And that's not how it's meant to work, come on, because that, all that means then is you now you've just allowed chaos to come in, and it's just a wide-open door for stress, a wide-open door for chaos, and uh, all you've done now is not only have you, uh, the opportunities of you to miss some godly opportunities, but now what we've done is we've given the enemy opportunity to slide in there and uh, rain havoc on, in your life, okay? Still with me? Yep. Yep. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, uh, really about, you know, maybe some ways to kind of, uh, these are just some things uh, probably could have had a dozen of these things, but I thought maybe there's some things that we could do to, to avoid procrastination. So, you know, just in certain areas, depending on what we're talking about, of course. Um, and, you know, we could probably, like I said, go down a hundred roads here, but um, so I, I'm going to put um, I'm going to put uh, put Habakkuk uh, uh, 2 up there. Um, and I'm going to use this, and a lot of times we use this concerning when it says write the vision. Uh, a lot of times we 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 look at that as uh, uh, you know as an overall vision in our life, and, and a lot of times to say you know well, you know what's the vision of the church? So everybody says you got to write this down, make it plain. And, and We're not taking away from any of that because uh, in all honesty, it, it's it's accurate, it's good teaching. Um, but you got to remember that word there, vision, uh, refers to everything from. Uh, a prophetic word, a prophetic insight, or viewing or seeing of something. It even uses the word dream in there. But it also means oracle or something said. Okay? Now, so here's the key, or one of the keys, I think, to help in certain areas of procrastination in life, learn to write some things down. Um, because uh, what happens, uh, I've seen a lot of times where we don't write something down, God, and, and we're talking about something that God's probably talking to you about. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty key in my life uh, writing things down. Um, I, I, I don't have a daytime planner. I don't. It, it probably don't work for me, and that's probably pre- a guy preaching on time management without a daytime planner probably ain't good. But I, I just don't use daytime planners. Um, you know, uh, I appreciate all the people God has placed in my life to keep me moving down the straight and narrow. Hallelujah. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, but for the most part, what I, what, for me, everything that I think about, everything from, from ministry to meetings coming up to uh, sitting down with people that, I, that, that are going to come and, you know, have, have time, you know, I, I, I spend time with God every day and uh, almost daily, the Spirit of God gives me something for whatever it is that's ahead or something that's coming up in the next week, um, you know. Uh, whatever events are coming up, things that are coming up, the Spirit of God gives me, you know, a word about it, a verse about it, uh, you know, a statement about it. Um, you know, today we're talking about time management. It's it's something that, you know, come a word from God, okay? Uh, you know, because I might have picked something else to t- talk about, <laughs> but time management. And so uh, a key uh, that I found in my own life is learning to. To write some things down, okay? And it says, make it plain on tablets that he uh, may run who reads it, amen? Verse 3, I think we'll go ahead and put that up there too. For the vision or the oracle, in this case, the word from God, that prophetic insight, whatever it is, uh, is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come, it will not tarry, amen? Now, a lot of times, like I said, we use this text uh, dealing with maybe like uh, vision concerning uh, a ministry or, or our own life, maybe, or a, or a business or some kind of thing, and we're not taken away from that because if God spoke something to you, if God's given you insight about something ahead, you better write it down. Come on, right? But I, I even found that this works on a day to day basis to learn to just write some things down. Think about how many things that we forgot about. Oh man, you, know, you didn't mean to forget it, but you. Oh yeah, I was supposed to go do that. Well, I was like, thinking, Ah, oh, now, now I gotta go do it tomorrow, or I gotta blah, blah blah blah. Okay, maybe you don't ever do those things, but anyway, those things happen, right? And so, you know, it's, it's, and the next thing you know, you got something else pushed off to the next day. And you're thinking, oh, now I can't do it tomorrow because I got all this other stuff going, and ah, oh, I got that day already filled, and oh, now I gotta wait another week, and oh, I mean, that's how that stuff works. In the meantime, you're all, you know, here's the opportunity now for the enemy to come in or slide in there with tension and whatever, and and so just learning to just write some things down is is pretty key, all right? Are you still with me? Are you still glad you came out on a Wednesday night? All right, so anyway, so uh, anyway, uh, a word from heaven uh, can bring order and peace in our day to eliminate stress and chaos. You know, uh, was it the, I think it's the Copelands. That's one of their little cliches they say. They say uh, one word from God can change your life forever. And that's accurate, right? And so you have to understand that that just one word from God in the morning could change your whole day. See, by, but, but you, if you get too casual, you know, you're just kind of, oh, oh, man, I ain't got time to seek God. I ain't got time to hear anything. Man, I just got barely got time to get to work. man. And what happens, you, you might have just, just missed something. Spirit of God is going to talk to you about that that truck that's going to dump over today, that hay bale. Anyway, whatever. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of things out there. And so you just have to understand. God wants to help you live a stress-free life. And so there's little things that God wants to talk to you about and and help you with. And, and, uh, you know, he He wants to give you light. He wants to illuminate. He wants to shed light on something. I think about how many times that being things that could go on that, you know, we we're talking about, you know, people things, ministry things, business things, family things, financial things that are going on. And, and the whole time God's wanting to talk to you about it, just shed light on it. And, and so, but we get too casual with our walk, and pretty soon. Oh, you know, we just start living like the world. We start, you know, cuz the days are evil. We start conforming to the world's influences pretty soon. We just well, it's just part of life. You just stress out about money. And yeah, now you know, government ugh. Oh, that's tax time. Uh, unless you're getting something back. Quick, get it in there. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I mean, we start thinking like the world thinks. And the whole time, the Spirit of God is trying to talk to you about stuff. You know, pretty soon it's like, oh, you know, kids, you know, terrible twos, miserable threes, you know, uh, and teenager. <laughs> We, caught, we get caught up in that, and then pretty soon we just conform to that. See, the days are evil. And, the, and, and if you let it, it'll just, it'll, just conform, you'll just, it'll just influence you and affect you to where you're conformed to it. And the whole time, we just think it's part of life to be stressed out about our kids, part of life to be stressed out about money. Part of life, be stressed out about, you know, what, about the job and, and all that kind of stuff. And the whole time, the Spirit of God is trying to talk to you about it, trying to eliminate stress in our lives. But we procrastinate things. And, then, and in that text, you could just say, we, well, I'll talk to God about it later. Later comes pretty quick. And if you're not, you know, and then all of a sudden you're wishing you would have, you know. Have you ever had something you, you, you changed in your life and you thought to yourself, why didn't I do that earlier? <laughs> I should have done that a year ago. I'm thinking the whole time, God was probably talking to you a year ago about it. Amen. Amen. So anyway, are you still doing Okay. All right, so learn to, you know, write some things down. I put Proverbs 29 kind of with this, it, you know, kind of, uh, it's actually the same same word here. Where there is no revelation or vision, it's the same word, uh, you know, prophetic vision or oracle. Again, that's that same word there, same uh, Hebrew word. Uh, uh, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, okay? Um, and so, uh, think about this, and it says, the happy is the he who keeps the law. Now, uh, let me look this up because... Um, uh, it's what that means here, to cast off restraint. It means, it really, it talks about you casting off personal disciplines. Now, aren't you glad we're talking about these kind of things? All right, so, uh, 29 and 18, right? Okay, uh, the word here, to cast off restraint, uh, means, again, personal disciplines. Um, uh, so, it's talking about here... Um, when, when, you, when you, you know, when you're, we're talking about writing things down, you know, but when, when, see, if, you don't, if you don't have something in front of you, there's a chance then you cast off personal restraints. So think about now, if everything's in front of you, you kind of more have to stay disciplined about certain things. Yeah. Come on, staying on top of it. Come on. If you don't, then what happens, you pretty soon you, you kind of just let loose and you're moving on with life, and then pretty soon the day gets by you and you go, oh, you know. And so it, it, it kind of fits in here. Um, so, to me, there is some key to writing things down. Keep a tablet around you. I mean, the Spirit of God talks to you about stuff. Amen. And if you're, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're you know, you're, the Word says acknowledge Him in all your ways. What that means in everyday walk, everyday living. You know, you, you stop once in a while. Acknowledge God. Just stop and say, love you, Lord. I just want to tell you I love you. Thank you for your presence today. And thank you for walking me through this day. Thank you for insight. I want, to be, I want to be somebody that walks in wisdom, not, not foolish. Praise the Lord. I want to understand your will today. Praise the Lord. Amen, right? Yes. I think about how many times the Spirit of God will bring somebody to your attention about prayer or give them a call or, uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, I could give you, you know, 100 testimonies on that. Just, to, I mean, literally. I mean, some things were so specific and you're like, man, I'd have never thought of that but the spirit of god deposit that because you made yourself you acknowledged him and then man you know okay bang so you you go and you handle something and literally what you just did that one word from god could change that life and what you just did maybe just literally could have turned around hours and hours and hours and hours of issues and and counseling sessions and ugh. <laughs> one word from god just bang, nailed that baby, hallelujah. Woo, don't have to deal with that no more. I'm just saying. Now, if you need counseling, we'll help you, praise the Lord. But I'm just saying, you know, it's just one word from God. I remember, you know, God telling me, go to Freddy's. You know, he very rarely tells me to go to Walmart, but every now and then he does. You know. Anyway, oh, I've got to watch. I probably have to take that out of the video now. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> so, you know, I remember times, you know, the Spirit of God saying, go to Fred's. I'm like, I, you're thinking to yourself, I ain't got time. Go to Fred's. I'll make time. You go to Fred's. Literally, I've had him tell me, go down a certain aisle. Yep. Go down aisle seven. No. Wow. Yep. And you're thinking, you're walking down aisle seven, looking around, going, Lord, this looks really weird, a guy standing in aisle seven. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Whatever. The point is you go to aisle seven. But what happened was it was divine connection, because where have you been? Been skipping church, haven't you? I'm looking at you go, Hi, Pastor. You know God told me to come here today. He did. He did. Amen. And I'm sure it was just to see you, because he said, Come to this aisle, and here you are. So it's a divine appointment. Isn't that good, yeah. huh? And the divine appointment it is. And just think about what you could have done, what you what you do there to help an individual. And praise God, whatever you know, whatever the word you know, whatever. And I'm just saying that we're just talking about eliminating stress and eliminating tension and eliminating all them problems. Praise God. So anyway, uh, anyway, so. To me, it's just, you know, you, you want to hear God. You want God to shine light on things, amen, and there's certain things you need to just get wrote down, praise God, amen, so you don't forget it. All right, let's look at another one. Here, go to 1 Corinthians 9. Put that one up there. Are you doing okay? Yes. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 9. And again, these are just some things that, uh, you know, he's talked to me over the years about, and, and you know, you, you might have a few other things to throw in there, praise God. But the bottom line is, is to, you know, let God... Help you with this thing. Let God help you with this, this walk. Let God help you with this thing. Amen. If we're supposed to, uh, to walk circumspectly, if we're supposed to walk with awareness, well then, okay, the wh- the why do we got to be aware? Well, we got to be aware because he's, you know, he's wanting to commune. He's wanting to talk to you. And there's things going on. There's things around you. There's things ahead. There's things tomorrow. Things the next week. Things next month. And God wants to help you with those things. All right. So here's another thing. All right. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Of course, in context, he's talking about uh, running a race. He's talking about being disciplined in your walk. Praise God. But therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. In other words, I have definite aim. I'm not, I'm not walking, living this life uh, casually or with uncertainty. I got purpose. You got purpose. All right. So we run this thing not with uncertainty. Thus, I fight not as one who beats the air. I'm not gonna, you know. You think about, uh, you know, beating the air. He's talking about, you know, you. It's like you're shadow boxing or something with the enemy or something, and and you know, just just swinging, thinking if I just keep swinging, maybe somewhere along the line I'll connect and I'll I'll knock him back or something. But the problem with that kind of stuff, you know, the enemy's a little smarter. He just keeps dodging your And pretty soon you're wore out. You hit the ground. You're done but you got purpose, amen, and we're not ones that just fight as ones that beat the air, we got purpose, amen, and if we're listening, if we're letting God speak into us, letting God lead us, praise God, then every time, huh, what a, what a, float like a butterfly and sting like a bee, praise the Lord, amen, so when you do throw a punch, it's going to connect, amen, Come on, somebody, amen. Because you got a war, you got an enemy, praise God. And, you know, we have purpose in life, we have places to go, things to do. Uh, You know, we got got a walk to walk. Come on, somebody, a race to run. Come on now. And and we want to do this. And and the key in this walk isn't, isn't how you started, the key is how you finish. But if you're going to be somebody that's going to walk with uncertainty and you're going to fight, with one that beats the air, you ain't going to make it to the, uh, the 15th round or whatever it is. You're going to be wore out by round three. And then he just kind of takes a few pot shots at you and pretty soon you're done. Are you still with me? All right. So anyway. So first one, uh, writing some things down uh, so you can remember some things. But here's the next one. It, it, have a plan, right? Be prepared. Live with purpose. Amen. Uh, put uh, 2 Timothy 2 on the board. Put that one on the board. Um, again, uh, this is, you know, you might have your own ways of looking at these, but these are just how the Lord kind of brought them to me. So, uh, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, uh, t- you know, you'll be a vessel for honor. Of course, I'm coming in the middle of a text here. Uh, you'll be a vessel for honor, sanctified, and useful. Everybody say Useful. Useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Now that's that's where we want to be, right there. I want to be useful for the master, so I'm going to have to have some purpose, and I'm going to have to be prepared about some things. Come on, somebody. All right. So uh, you know, so I'm gonna, you know, I got purpose, so uh, I want to be prepared. On some things, and the word "useful," and many of you've heard me talk about that. When you look at that uh, that text there, and you study it, it literally means uh, it gives the the picture of a, of a craftsman that reaches into a tool shed and grabs a specialty tool for a special job. So that's useful for the master. He's looking for that special tool for that special job. Come on, somebody, and that should be you and me. Come on, somebody. But, you know, if we're all over the map and we, you know, life, whatever happens, happens, man. Well, then, you know, every time he reaches in there for you, you're not there. Come on, somebody. So, so, uh, so we're thinking about, you know, here's another thing. Have a plan and be prepared to some things. Amen? So here's some, here's some statements here, right? Uh, planning ahead today uh, could eliminate some unnecessary pressures on you tomorrow. Okay? So just being prepared about some things. Okay, successful preparation in any endeavor starts with knowing what you want. Okay, and just just for the record, we'll throw this one out. How about no stress? Okay, I I don't want stress, all right? So that's one thing I want, right? No stress, right? So, But there's just things, you know, he's just talking about being prepared. There's just certain things that, you know, it's, you know, be prepared, you know, sit in the Word, make, you know, when the Spirit of God brings something to your attention, starts talking about something, get in the Word about it. Dig in there, praise God. Uh, we could go on and on. We could talk about being prepared physically, being prepared, uh, you know, emotionally, be prepared financially, being prepared, you know, business-wise, being prepared uh, concerning your walk and the gift. I mean, I mean, think about this, for instance, okay? Okay, you're, you're going to teach Sunday school? Don't wait till Sunday at 9 to go, Whoa, wow, I better get ready. Yeah. What's going to happen? Stress! Tension, and you're going to show up and in just about that time something spills and a bunch of kids want your attention I ain't got time kid leave me alone <laughs> well there's a that's a winner <laughs> you were supposed to teach them kids now they're all <gasps> because you got all filled with tension and stress because you put something off and you weren't ready you weren't prepared living with uncertainty come on somebody <laughs> I know it's nobody in here. Boy, it's a good thing we got the video going. Hallelujah. Come on now. Come on now. And then we get mad, and or we get upset, or we think, oh, God, I've got to serve again. Or you get mad, and you think, well, oh, I'm not ready, so I'm just going to call Kathy. Kathy, I can't come today. That helped. And see, she she wasn't praying. And so she she wasn't ready for what was going to happen tomorrow. Now she's stressed out. No, no, no. Kathy's always prayed up. Praise the Lord. (laughs) <laughs> now I got to teach two classes today. I guess I, I, don't know. But I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, see, these kind of things happen, and and then you know, oh man, all it is just a wide open opportunity for the enemy to slide in there because now you called in the church and you, you you lied. You said you were sick and you weren't sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then the enemy goes, "That's right. You were sick, weren't you?" And you stayed at home thinking nobody knows, but the enemy just sits down on the couch on you. you he <laughs> sits right by you and goes, But you weren't sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just a wide open opportunity. And then it's like now all of a sudden your heart starts pounding because you know for a fact the pastor's been praying and, and he's going to pick up on it. He's going to know you weren't sick. And that, that'll bring tension. And I didn't didn't even know about it. But the next service, you show up looking at me going. (laughs) I know something's up now. I go, Kathy, what's going on? They didn't show up last service. Aha. I'm just saying, you know, when you, you start, that's how the stuff builds. And pretty soon, you know, we got issues. Now, everybody's stressed out. Come on now. Whew. I'm glad I got that one out of the way. <laughs> Listen, if it's important to you, here we go now, whatever it is that we're talking about, whatever it is that maybe you're, you know, you know whatever's going on in life, it's just a blanket statement, but, but anyway, I think it fits here. If it's important to you, you'll find a way. But if it's not, you'll find an excuse. And excuses are nothing but the nails used to build a house of failure. Nobody wants to get caught up in excuses. So so anyway, just it just kind of fits that. So you can kind of it's kind of a blanket statement. But you know, if you you know if you're in this thing and you say, hey, I want to do this and I wanna well then then stay prepared and then I mean live with some purpose. Mm -hmm. Amen. Don't just be out there, you know, all casual and just kind of whatever happens, happens because it's inevitable. It's going to open up all kinds of opportunity for stress and anxiety. And then, then, ultimately, what ends up happening with these kind of messes? Pretty soon, you're letting go of things that the whole time you were called. You were, you had a gift. You had you had abilities. You had this. You had that. And you're oh, it's kind of you start letting. Oh, who cares? I don't want anybody. And pretty soon, you're letting go of things. And man, God was going to do something in your life. Come on now. And then you're mad at God, and you're mad at the preacher, and you're mad at the church, and mad at your boss, you're mad at your, your kids, you're mad at your spouse. And, I mean, it's just, yeah, yuck. Again, I know it's nobody in here, but I just, I just had to share that one. All right? So have a plan, be prepared, live with some purpose. Amen. Uh, here's another. One. Philippians 3, a common text. We'll kind of come in the, uh, but verse 14, we're going to go down there. Verse 14. Philippians 3, 14 says, I press... Toward the goal. Everybody say the goal. Now, um, the word, I, I, I'm not sure, I think the old King James uses the word mark there, if I'm not mistaken, does it? I think it uses the word mark. And actually, I think it's, it's pretty significant because it's talking about really about short, short, uh, short range goals and uh, the, the ultimate you know, goal uh, is the prize of the upward call, but there's, a, there's short range goals. Um, and so there's some key to this. Um, the uh, so I'll just kind of throw the statement. You know that sometimes it's good to set or use benchmarks where where needed, depending on what we're talking about. Okay. Granted, like I said, I've just I'm just giving you some. This, some of these are you're just gonna you know some of them will fit right where you're at. Some of you might say, okay, don't fit me today, whatever, whatever. But but at least kind of keep an you can you can learn something here. Okay. Because sometimes we're You know, man, I want that thing. I'm bleeding for that. I'm going after that. That thing out there. Yeah, I'm gonna go. But you know, you're. (laughs) 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 There's a lot of Christians right there <laughs> okay? because you got that going for that upward goal. The old time guys, why don't you just press toward a few goals, you know, divide and conquer, yeah. you know, take a few this, go beat this. And the, and the key to that is, you know, put yourself put a goal out there or a mark out there to uh, that will stretch you a little bit but at the same time it's obtainable yeah. with Good. certain things. Yeah. Now this will help because if not, then You know, pretty soon it's, you know, that thing seems so far out there. I just can't get to it. And pretty soon it's like, oh, what the heck am I doing this for? What's the the purpose? What's my purpose? Why am I here? Am I really here? We go all over the map then you're thinking that you're walking through life, and what, what was that show? There was some show, that guy, the whole life was about his life story, or what was that? Truman Show, is that what it was? I think I remember that. He started thinking that. I'm just saying, you know, you know. sometimes we just, everything's so far out there that we start thinking that it just ain't no way, and then pretty soon you're giving up on things, Pretty soon you're just throwing in the towel, you say, forget it, can't do it anyway. And yes, you can do it, but you know, stop, stop just staying so locked onto that thing that's way out there. Learn to, learn to take some ground, yeah. just take ground, amen, yeah. and set a few goals, praise God. Now, the word uh, mark, um, probably the best, I don't know, I, um, you know, for that word, I always think about like maybe bowling, okay, I'm not a bowler, but they have marks. And uh, good bowlers, guys that know what they're doing, they're not just looking at the pin way down there. They have, they have man, they're good. They don't even, some of them don't even look at the pin. Some of them, are, they got marks. And they know when that thing's coming around and where they're going to bring that thing down. And as long as I, I hit that mark, it's going to take care of itself. And, and they, just, they just know that. And, you know, I'm not there. I don't do that. I still look at the pins and, and have a lot of gutter balls. <laughs> but, but that kind of when you start thinking about pressing toward a goal or pressing toward a mark, amen, the, oh, yeah, I want the prize. I want the upward call. I want to fulfill this whole thing. But there's just certain things, divide and conquer, divide and conquer, and just take ground, amen, because you got a lot of people quitting. Come on now. And nobody wants that. I said nobody wants that. I think the Greek interlinear says this. It says, uh, after the mark, I pursue. I think it's how it says in the Greek interlinear. So after the mark. So uh, after the mark, I pursue. Amen. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Anyway, praise the Lord. Um, Let's see here. Uh, certain things in your life just learn how to break some things down simplify how many want results yeah. all seven of you how many want results yeah. all right we all want results right so there's certain things you can you can you can break down and simplify it just take a little piece here a little piece here just just keep going pretty soon uh, you know uh, you know you're you know a year goes by and all of a sudden you you're a whole different person or that whole situation is all different that whole department's all different that business is completely different amen the financial condition has changed what well, i mean the health issues have changed because you you went after something you took it set another mark bang took it another mark bang took it bang took it and you just keep going pretty soon man you've climbed the mountain yeah. and you won praise the lord amen amen, amen. Uh, let's see here, um, I, uh, let's see, I, you probably can't, no, let's, let's go into put the Proverbs 16 on the board, let's look at that, Proverbs 16, verse 9 says, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps, okay, so you put a plan out there, and then the Lord, amen, and I believe God places stuff in your heart, pretty soon you just put a plan out there, amen, and pretty soon, amen, the Lord just starts helping you walk you through it, praise the Lord, uh, I think I put like verse 3 up there, put that up there too, um, I believe I did, I think it's still in Proverbs 16, yes, all right, uh, commit your works to the Lord, okay, and just, just some verses here, commit commit your works, okay, uh, what you're doing, okay, what happens then, well, he says, pretty soon your thoughts will become established, so what I'm just saying is that sometimes, see, sometimes we're looking at the big big picture and going, oh, I don't think, I, I don't even know where to start, where's my, I got my head just going, jeez, uh, tilt, 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 tilt. God says well don't look at the whole picture then just take a piece of it and let me help you walk you through it let me establish your thoughts as you walk through it and pretty soon you've, you've done you fulfilled the whole picture but you've, you've done and, and granted this may not apply to everything but it does apply to some things and we're talking about you know redeeming your time and we're because some people you know you see the whole thing and so you'll sit here and just pull your hair out and just Stress out about all you got to do, and and you didn't do anything. You went a whole day just standing there pulling your hair out, tweaking. And you don't even do dope. And all it was, it, just, it was just, it was just, you know, all the stuff. Look at, all, look at all the kids, and, I got, and then they got school, and they got, and they all need—they all need some clothes, and then I got to—oh I got to get the swabs, and then I got so to—oh my gosh, I forgot—I got to go there too. I got a dental appointment, and you didn't even get out of the house yet. Now you got to go change because you start sweating all bad and, oh, God, what a day. (laughs) And it's only 8 (laughs) o'clock. Huh? So anyway, the point being is that, you know, part of what helps with this kind of stuff is as you begin to commit your works to God, in other words, lean on God, trust in God, take the time with God, let God speak, let God shine some light on some things. Amen. and let Him help you with some of this stuff. You set, set out just some marks. You start taking some ground, praise God. And, you know, the other thing that's so good about that is you, you, need, you need successes. You need successes. you got to get some victories. And so sometimes, you know, just by setting some marks out there, again, it's stre- enough out there to stretch you. But at the same time, uh, it's obtainable because you need some victories. And uh, you know, get a few notches on the belt. Praise God. Amen. Because it just it just helps. But but when you're looking at that whole thing, and you know, that's the way you're seeing it, and then and, and see so you don't, and you feel like you're not getting any closer because your your brain's you know tweaking, and you and you know, and and life it just seems like it's overwhelming you, and pretty soon you know you you feel like you're failing at everything, and you're not. You just, right now, you're just, you're looking at it wrong, and God just says, bring her down here, let's lock into this, let's take some ground here, pretty soon, I'll, I'll show you this, I'll show you that step, I'll show you how to do that, I'll establish your thoughts, I'll give you another step, pretty soon, you've got the whole picture done, yeah. and life's good, yeah. and it's not filled with stress. Right. Right. On, so, anyway, you know, if you, you know, I think, you know, somebody that had that'd work for somebody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, now... Um, I went ahead, and I thought maybe I would just talk about this uh, briefly, because when you're dealing with everything about time management and about procrastinating and stuff, there's a word that kind of comes in there, and it's a word called diligence, and uh, how many know we got to walk with some diligence about some things, because you can't just avoid everything. Well, that's too stressful. So I'm not going to do it. No, you, you still got to deal with it because the reason it's getting so stressful is because you keep putting it off and you keep putting it off and you keep putting it off, and it's getting more and more stressful all the time. I, I've literally had people leave the church because they they know they need to come in and talk, but they keep putting it off. Pretty soon they're embarrassed. Whatever. And nobody's nobody's doing anything. It's just you're just embarrassed that you you. Put something off, and you kept putting it off, and you won't deal. And pretty soon he's like, "I just, don't, I just need to go somewhere else." Mm-hmm. And, and all, it's just your way again of trying to, to bury something mm-hmm. instead of just dealing with it. Amen. Amen. Now I know that may not be for anybody in here, but <laughs> just in case. But I've seen I've seen that kind of thing, and again, it's just because we just don't apply ourselves. Just get with it, move forward, and take ground. Praise God. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's look at a uh, verse here. Uh, we're in Proverbs. Go Proverbs 12. Put that up there. Proverbs 12, um, verse 27. <laughs> a lazy man or a slothful man, depending on your translation, there uh, does not uh, does not roast what he took in honey. <laughs> That's a pretty good verse, actually. <laughs> okay, so uh, all right, let me get to it here. All right. Uh, lazy man or slothful man, okay, um, just means slack, uh, sluggard, okay. Lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is man's precious possession. Now, what, uh, when, you, when you look it up in the, in the Hebrew, uh, it, just, it just says that a, a lazy man does not start after his game or his prey. So, in other words, a lazy man says, I'm going to go hunting. So, go out hunting and he's just hoping that something comes to the camp. <laughs> now I'm not a hunter. <laughs> okay, so don't. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure my hunters in here ain't the kind of guys that just sit in the camp hoping that the deer show up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure of it cuz I hear their stories. Uh, but it's talking about, you know, uh, you know, a lazy man, uh, you know, will just, you know, doesn't go after, doesn't doesn't do his part. Okay, you're out there hunting. Go hunt. Uh, You know, maybe a picture, uh, maybe it's kind of a morbid picture, but one of the pictures, you know, maybe you shot something and it ran off, another whatever, and, uh, well, that ain't how it works. Come on, somebody. But it says, but diligence is man's precious possession. In other words, diligence in certain things, that's how you end up with, with gaining some victories and some successes. Come on, somebody. You think about things about the Word, okay? If you got a faith project, are you still with me? If you've got a faith project or you're believing for something, well, then great. Take some time, a little diligence. Take a verse or a couple verses. Get in the Word. Find the one that's going to work for you. Spend a little time. Commune with God about it. Say, okay, these are the verses I feel in my heart I'm going to use to attack this situation or go out and just put a little diligence to it, all right? Now, the word diligence, just in case somebody's not sure what that means, it means being determined. It means a sustained or steady application, okay? So it means you just it's just taking a step at a time, just go after it. It means aggressive effort and literally brings out a, a thing about inward motivation, okay? So, uh, which is a whole other sermon by itself. But, but the bottom line is, is sometimes the, we're, we're still not really off of even talking about just, you know, setting marks. Just, sometimes it's just, it takes a little diligence, takes a little time, but it's okay, just, you know, Spend a little bit, get in that thing, get after that thing, get a game plan from God, amen, and then let God walk you through it, amen, and as you do that, praise God, I guarantee you, you're going to get victories, you're going to get some successes, amen, diligence is man's precious possession, amen, in other words, there is, there is a prize on the end of this thing. praise God, if you just stick with it, amen, amen, stop putting it off, just get after it, praise God, amen, are you hearing me, if you believe in God for healing, Man, don't don't keep procrastinating. That's something. You got to get after it. All right? Don't let the devil win. So, okay, but it might take uh, take a few hours to sit down, get your healing verses, get your your confession of faith. Praise God and say, all right, this is what I'm going to attack it with. Praise God. I'm going to take my sword out. Go after it. Praise God. And, and, and go to town with it, but it takes a little diligence. Come on, somebody. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Whatever we're dealing with, we're talking about financial situation. Don't just sit there in a slump and, oh, this life just so, so, it just stinks, man. I just hate life. And, God, oh, just never, never any good for me. Nothing ever happens for me. Stop it. Yeah. That amount of time that you're sitting there wasting. You could, you could have sat down, grab a few verses, and just start speaking. I mean, if anything, get up in the house walk around and quoting some verses. The Word of God says, bless the Lord. My God, I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out. Whoo, hallelujah. Woo, Hey, hey, ho. Whoo, coming in and going out in the town, in the city. Hallelujah. I'm blessed. I mean, whatever. I mean, you just start going pretty soon. You're not sitting there going. Listen, nobody gets anything doing this. All right, Amen. amen. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll just give one more text. Let's go to let's do the Hebrews, uh, uh, Hebrews 6, 11 and twelve here. Just, I just just because you're talking about diligence a little bit, we desire to each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. Now, the same diligence goes in the context talking about the patriarchs of faith, Amen. These people that that receive their promises, Amen. He says, show the same kind of diligence. Just apply yourself. Amen. Amen. And don't be upset because you didn't get get it all the first day. Don't be upset because you're you're not understanding it fully the first day or the first week. Come on, somebody. That's what you just keep taking ground. Amen. And little by little, praise God, your thoughts become established. Little by little, the steps become ordered. Little by little, praise God, you're starting to get it. The light's shining on the situation. Hallelujah, pretty soon, man. Now you're strutting. Why? Because you're getting it. And Christians need to be strutters. All right, anyway, I don't know how that sounded right. But anyway, you get the point. All right, so anyway, verse 12, amen, praise God, that you do not become sluggish, right? But imitate those who through faith and patience, consistency, constancy, stay with it. See, remember, through diligence, it's talking about, amen, staying with it, you inherit the promise. There's a prize on the end. If you just stay with it, praise God, amen? Hallelujah. So, uh, you know, this really, you know, just thing, whole thing, contest, just dealing with time management and and staying with something, stop stop being, uh, you know, a procrastinator and pushing things off and and just, just, come on, get with it, get after it. And and take some ground. Yeah. Get a victory. Amen. Amen. And uh, then, then you got something to you know shove in the devil's face every time uh, the pressure comes up. Say, you know, the last time you did that, you know, I just kind of went after you and just took a few days and I had you whipped. You sure you won't mess with me? Yeah. Come on now. Anyway, praise the Lord. Did you get something tonight? Yeah. Amen. Give the Lord a praise. Come on. Why don't you all stand up? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Again, I know there's probably, you know, a dozen other things you can talk about when it comes time to, you know, time management and everything, but uh, these are just some things that kind of were in my heart, and and uh, things the way the Lord kind of gave it to me, so praise the Lord. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <sighs> Something about, you know, just being disciplined with, with your time a little bit, um, you, know, um, I recommend, uh, just, you know, I recommend just, you know, granted, everybody's days are a little different, everybody's not everybody's a morning person. I'm. I'm. I'm a morning person, um, so uh, I seem to be a late night person too. <laughs> I haven't got all that worked out yet? But anyway, uh, but uh, uh, so mornings are 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 for me. Are I love mornings. I love being up very early, and I love to just get quiet with God and commune with God and and get the orders for the day, and um, I enjoy that. So. So coming from that perspective, I encourage others, you know. Um, to me, I, I, I see that as valuable, uh, very valuable. And the amount of time that I spend in the morning, that time is not wasted time. Come on, somebody. Um, so there's so much that comes out of that then that begins to work through the course of my day or my week that begins to redeem my time because I'm taking steps that produce, come on, instead of wasted steps, and, you know, out there just, you know, what do you call, flay, flay, what do you call that word? Flailing. 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 I don't want to be a flailer. I don't know if that's a word, but but I want to be somebody that has purpose, definite aim. Come on, somebody, taking ground. Amen. So I, I encourage, um, I encourage uh, you know, communion with God. And it just, for me, it works better in the morning, um, depending on everybody's, you know, schedules and, and stuff, and like I said, some people need, uh, you know, more than four hours of sleep, so there you go, but uh, so depending on how it has been, but it doesn't excuse you from time with God, right. so if you think, it, I need, I, I take that in the evening, that's great, I take that at whatever, um, you know, some people, maybe you, maybe you get up in the middle of the night, and that's your time with God, I mean, I don't know, but uh, the point is is that um, I think that's what's so key about, you know, that's probably the most key thing when it comes time to time management is, is allowing the one that knows, you know, that knows no bound and that knows no limits when it comes time to time and everything, and He knows how to move things and shift and show you and walk you through things that pretty soon, man... Your days flowing right, stress has gone out the window. Praise the Lord, and and life is good. Amen, yeah. amen. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor once again. Thank you for your word and and for these principles. Amen. And uh, just for a people, praise God that are that are disciplined with their time and and uh, Lord, they just. Uh, uh, you know, they're ones to lean on you and trust in you. And as they do, praise God, you guide their steps and, you, uh, you know, you, you help establish their thoughts. And we just give you praise for that whole process. Thank you, Lord God, for some victories. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Father, I'm grabbing, we're grabbing some this week, praise yeah. God, some more victories. Yeah. So I give you praise for that. And, Lord, we're thankful. Amen. A year, praise God, where we're walking free from stress. Hallelujah. Overcoming and taking ground. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. And Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.